why business owners choose Eric Mason. Of Good Global. morning, Facebook. How is everybody today? Welcome to the P-Talks Job Show. It is Thursday, August 29th. And uh, there is, as usual, a lot to talk about. We've got a lot of jobs here that we're going to review today, get through. But we do want to remind everybody that, of course, you're catching the P-Talks Job Show on 24-7 WPL. Uh, the P-Talks Job Show is a syndicated podcast that reaches out to a little over 115,000 listeners every week. Thank you so so, so much for everybody who catches the podcast. And of course, the P-Talks Job Show also streams across 21. I'm just waiting for like Steph has left so she can. <laughs> so then she's driving over here for food. That's funny. Let's and see. we are on the air here at 216thenet, 216thenet.com. And welcome to My Low So Lifestyle with Mary Shep. Mary, we had a great show last week. Yeah, you really filled us in on a lot of stuff about why you're low so low so lifestyle. That was a bit of a tongue twister. I wasn't actually planning on that being that hard to say. Right. So, my low but, so lifestyle. Yeah, my low so lifestyle. My low so lifestyle. Right. My low so lifestyle. Live it long enough, and you can say it all over. <laughs> but uh, actually, I know that uh, we have a few things that you'd like to recap from last week. So, Mary, why don't you take it away? Uh, I was hoping to share this real quick. Can you, before we recap anything, can you share this uh, what would Facebook you like to live share? feed to, um, oh, where, I got it. Um, actually, I, from where we are right here, I cannot, if you'd like to go in and share that out. 216 You're more than net. welcome. 216, we're at, uh. My tablet hates me. 216 the net. I've got uh, Jim, so my cast iron buddy, who is desperately... Uh, Steph, John, anybody who'd like to share this out, uh, you're more than welcome to do that. We'd love it. The more the merrier. Absolutely, the more the merrier. 216 the net. And waiting for my phone to tell me that we are live. We are, we are live right now on Facebook and also streaming live on 216thenet.com. We're actually going to be talking uh, with Mary about, we'll do a little recap on salt, 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 yeah. and salt. Salt is salt. And uh, actually letting you know where you can find uh, last week's episode of uh, the very in, the very first, the inaugural episode of My Loso ah, Lifestyle. See, and now it popped up. Facebook's got a little bit go. of a lag. Share a little bit, two. yeah. We're, we're about... Uh, Share two. About Man. an 18-second lag on Facebook, I believe. So uh, it takes a little bit of time. There and we, we do stream on the 21 Sixth and at Facebook page. We'll be sharing that out. Awesome. Uh, Sweet. So, so I got go. myself shared so Jim can stop yelling at me because, you know, he, my cast iron buddy, he's he's hounding me on Facebook right now going, where where is the link? Where is the link? How do I watch you? Well, so, so a recap of last week, yeah. uh, you know, first radio show, it's a little bit nerve wracking. You know, you get, 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 get a little tongue tied, a little tongue tied. So of all of the questions that I, I know how to answer is, is what is salt? I, I know salt. I've lived salt. I breathe it every day, avoid it as much as possible. And I, I say that the, the chemical compound of salt is N-A-C-I, and it's not N-A-C-I. It is N-A-C-L because it is sodium and chlorine chloride. So I figured I'd fix that. Most people wouldn't know, but I know, and it bothers me when you say something wrong. And all of those people in my low-sodium community, all of us low-sowers, as we say, we, we know. You know. We know. You are what we call a salty. 
I'm salty. You're you're a salty because you eat salt, so you're salted and you're a salty. So I, I tend to be salty for other reasons <laughs> as well, but that's okay. <laughs> me, me too. I'm trying to behave just a little bit. Trying to behave just a little bit. Um, the other thing is that we we talked a lot about salt in our last episode about um, salt good for you is bad for you. Can too much, too little, all of those things. So you you can watch the last episode and, and listen to us talk about all of those fabulous things. The the number one question that I want to touch on is. Is, is like you said, salt is salt is salt is salt. Himalayan salt, regular salt, table salt, pink salt, green salt, purple salt, polka dotted salt, whatever it is, it is salt. <laughs> there are different you know, minerals in each one, but at the end of the day, you're getting the same amount of sodium from table salt that you are from anything else. It, it, it varies very, very slightly. So at best, if you are going to use salt, um, it's just a, it's a different flavor. So... If you think you're being healthier because you're using pink salt versus white salt, I, I hate to inform you that it's the same thing. So there's that. Okay. Um, and you can find all that on my page at Myeloso Lifestyle. There you go. That I can say without being tongue twisted. Finally. Yeah. A little bit. Well, you're doing my, well, you've had, I think, a little bit more practice than I had. So <laughs> yeah, a little bit, I little didn't, bit. I did not expect that. So no, no. But at Myloso Lifestyle mm-hmm. on Facebook, mm-hmm. and that'll get you right to the page. Yeah. One of these, one of these centuries, I'll, I'll, I'll have my website up and um, I'm slowly adding my recipes to my page. So just be patient with me because, you know, I, I only have so many hours in the day. So, um, hey, Alex, how you doing? Uh, we're, I'm slowly getting them all up there. There's a lot of recipes. I have about 187 recipes of my own. So each time I take a picture, I try and do my best to upload it. But a lot of them are variations of different recipes. So I use a lot of my wine sauce the same time. I use my um, pasta sauces and spaghetti sauces. It's the same base over and over. So uh, we'll, I'll, I'll touch on that. There is some stuff there that I posted <clears throat> that is just a couple charts that I got straight from, you know, the FDA that shows the sodium content in different fruits and different vegetables and things like that just to kind of help people out because sometimes they don't make it the easiest to, to find. So cool. someone needs a cookbook. Hey, man, you know how much work goes into a cookbook? It's it's a, it's a, a labor of love. I'm sure that Jim, who wrote his cast iron book, is is can relate that it's uh <laughs> it's not it's not just putting words and pictures on paper. There's a lot that goes to it. But yes, if you would like to sponsor me, Alex, you can sponsor me, and I will gladly write your cookbook for you. In oh, a heartbeat. And, and there's a picture right there for right? you. So, Denise, good morning, Denise Pritchard. Oh, hi, so. Denise. I love you. <laughs> um, little shout out here. Little free advertising. In my coffee cup, I know you can't see that it what it is in there, but it's it's um, there's a local coffee roaster called Bezos Coffee. I think Bezos means kisses, which is is the most adorable thing. Uh, fabulous people, they make incredible coffee. It's not like a coffee shop; it's just where you you can go to Bezos um, their website and you can order their coffee. But uh, we, my husband and I, are, are coffee snobs, and um, they had, they had gifted me some some coffee for um, having them do a showcase and so we made some cold brew out of it so that's what i'm drinking this morning is is bezos cold brew uh i believe it's an ethiopian blend which is fantastic so thank you bezos which goes good with those cookies by the way just an fyi 
I know I you can't have carbs, but sorry. I'm, I, I'm, I'm tempted this morning, man. That's, that's, that just a little looks, nibble like a little mouse. Why, why don't you just tell everybody what's... I know we got a lot to get to. Oh, yeah, that yeah. You have a lot to get to, but why don't you tell everybody what's sitting on the table here? It, it looks really good. So the cookies look pretty plain because they are. They're meant to be. They are my cookie base. So it is a sugar cookie, and you can put anything you want into it. So normal cookies have... You know, anywhere from 100 milligrams all the way up to 350 milligrams of sodium per cookie. And it's all because the baking soda. Baking soda is bisodium carbonate. It's really high in sodium. So it's also, if you look at the back of the baking soda, it's per eighth of a teaspoon. There is not a recipe on the planet that calls for an eighth of a teaspoon of baking soda. And at 150 milligrams for an eighth of a teaspoon... When you have to use a teaspoon and a half or two teaspoons per recipe, you, you need to times that eighth of a teaspoon times 12 or 16 yeah. at 135, 150, 100 whatever milligrams to, to get into your recipe. It's, it's a lot. And then on top of that, most recipes call for a teaspoon or two of salt to make them flavorful. So there, you can get low sodium, um, both baking soda and baking powder products uh, to significantly reduce that. And then, of course, you just don't put the teaspoon of salt in it, and it, it helps out. These ones specifically, I added um, some pumpkin spice to. They and smell some good. cinnamon. So it's kind of like a snickerdoodle, which is my favorite cookie, which is why I make them very often. Mm. This one just happens to have pumpkin spice. Um, Jen, who will eventually listen to this, I'm sure, is one of my very, very good friends. I made her some for her birthday last night. Mm. Well, her birthday, this is her birthday month. Uh, but... We went to dinner last night, and I made her some cookies, and she loves chocolate. So I, I put one little tiny chocolate chip in the middle of the cookie and made it a Jen cookie because it's enough chocolate to make her happy without having enough chocolate to make you fat. <laughs> so it's got, this is a big cookie with one little tiny chocolate chip in it. But, but see, that's, um, I don't think that's how most people eat chocolate. N- no, but... Which is evidenced it makes by my you feel- shape. <laughs> So. It makes you feel good, though, when you oh. you get a little chocolate nip and, and only one little tiny piece. Mm. Um, the other thing is they're called egg muffins. Super mm. easy to make, and we'll talk about those here in a couple minutes. But all right. they're they're very tasty. I, I My husband and I had a couple of them this morning, so they didn't all make it here. That's all right. Yeah. I'm actually. I, I. You said I could. I could actually yep. eat those. Those are. The, they're no. They're not. There's no flour. There's no sugar it's it's just eggs and onions and mm. and stuff like that and cheese but cheese is low carb so good yeah good yeah. stuff so cool well what's next so um a lot of people are are terrified of meal prep you, they think that you need to be uh organized you got to be you know on the ball about everything and you got to be a planner and you got to be ocd you got to be one of those people to, to to meal prep and you really don't um Everybody tends to eat the same things. You're either your pasta eaters, your steak eaters, your potato eaters, your vegetable eaters. You, you make the same, you know, six, maybe ten meals or different variations of them over and over and over. You know, spaghetti, mastacholi, yeah. lasagna, stuffed noodles. It's, it's all pasta. Yeah. So when you when you take a second to write down the meals that you consistently have, you can prep them in advance so if you use a lot of diced i use diced onions almost all the time in my because my wine sauce it's diced onions garlic and wine reduced and if you take that and then add cream or you add broth or you even add water 
you now have a sauce. You can add red sauce. You can add anything. And it's, it's just that base. So I have a huge bag of onions in my refrigerator drawer, the crisper drawer. Um, just and, ready to go. Right, at any time. And then I also, you can freeze them fantastically. All vegetables, a couple of them have different ways to freeze them. Like onions, you can just chop them up and throw them in there. Do you um, use like a food process processor or like a little thing you throw them in? And I, I don't. Um, no? I have all of those gadgets. Truth be told, I don't use any of them. Really? No? <laughs> I have an onion chopper thing. My sister swears by it. She loves it, and I get it. She loves it, and she uses it all the time. You, you put something in it, you raise the little lever, and you chop it, and it makes perfect dice. I cook so much that I just need a knife. Give me a knife and a cutting board, and, and just about any chef is going to tell you that, where it's just as easy, and it's less cleanup. I just got to clean mm-hmm. a knife. Okay, yeah, I Versus get that. scraping little bits out of the tiny bits of cut in the little things, and then you got a food processor that's got 16 different bits to it and blades that you gotta doesn't fit in the dishwasher, and you got to wash it, and you got to do whatever, so... Um, I tend to use just a knife and a cutting board. Uh, things like zucchini, a lot of times with slimier foods, okra, you got to blanch it. So you, you chop it up and you throw it in boiling water for 45 seconds, literally 45 seconds. Take it out, throw it in an ice bath, and it stops the cooking. It keeps the color, keeps them green. It's, you ever wonder why you get Chinese food or Cantonese food? And when you cook broccoli, it turns brown. Yeah. You go to a Cantonese restaurant, you're like, how green. are you have cooked broccoli and it is bright green? You're convinced that they have alien juice that they're sprinkling all over it to make it stay green. But see, then also it's really, it's like, crisp. what is it, al dente? Yeah. Or it's crisp. It's not mushy, yeah. it's not, it's see, cooked, I, but yeah. I don't like, I don't like firm vegetables. When see, I, been, I didn't used to, but I do now. I want my broccoli, you know, I want it soft. You want baby food? If it's cooked. You want baby food? Not Gum it mush, down. not yeah, no. But I mean, I just don't. I don't know. Warm vegetables that don't that you have that crunch just kind of that that weirds me out. I don't like oh. it. I now see. I'll take I'll take fresh broccoli, and I'll like dip that, and and like fresh cauliflower, yes. and like baby carrots, and that's about the extent of my appreciation. Well, I like <laughs> peas. I love peas. And but see, my wife gets irritated because I classify anything that is yellow as a vegetable i don't care what it is if it's yellow it's a vegetable that's and funny. so you know if i need extra vegetables and if i were eating uh carbs i'd say well i'll go ahead and take a serving of mac and cheese and that counts as vegetables to me because it's yellow that's she gets very irritated but see i would i would put acorn squash in your macaroni and cheese and slip something in there for you um, she might do. She's tried slipping like um, spinach and such in things. Or peas and macaroni and cheese. Peas. So, I'll put peas in anything. I love peas. My no, I like peas. She does not like peas. I, love I like peas, peas and carrots. Like I'm sorry. Peas. I digress. We're way off subject oh, oh, here. So. so let's get back on. New show about what Mary and Pete like to eat. <laughs> we'll just sit here and talk for an hour about things that we, the, the foods that we love. So, yeah. Prepping... Um, you can prep just about anything. So when you when you look at what you cook a lot of, uh, fruits, vegetables, and most people think of um, things that you make like soup or, uh, you know, stuff like that that you can, you can freeze in bulk or make in bulk. And you, you can really make just about anything. The one thing that a lot of people don't think of is taco meat. I have taco meat in my freezer all the time 
and you huh. can put it on anything. You make an omelet in the morning, throw two tablespoons of taco meat in there, and now you have a little Mexican omelet, and it's fantastic. If your kids, if you, 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 literally, they can grab a bag of taco meat out of the fridge and have a taco in two seconds. It takes about a minute in the microwave, and that's it. And you have something that you made from scratch that, that's good for them. Mm. So people don't think of, of those things. And if you package stuff in single servings, so if you par cook some ground beef with onions and whatever, and you put it in little single serving Ziploc baggies, um, in your fridge, if you want to make some pasta or something one night, you, you can do that. You just throw some sauce together and it takes five minutes instead of half an hour because you've got that stuff in your freezer. So it, it same with having frozen vegetables and things in there. Instead of spending the money to buy frozen vegetables, which, by the way, a lot of them have salt. Because frozen it, vegetables? Right. It enhances the flavor. So when they blanch them to keep them beautifully green and beautifully yellow and beautifully whatever, they, they, that, that's what they do. They, they add a little bit of salt because it adds and enhances the flavor. And now you've got more salt when you didn't need to. Huh. So. Oh, I did not know see. that. Oh, so. same with fruits and stuff. You, people don't think to prep fruit in advance, but you can. Fruit, uh apples oranges oranges don't need anything you can just slice them up and throw them in a bag but apples or anything like that that goes brown or oxidizes it's still good it's just people don't like to look at brown apples you can still eat it just fine it's not it's just the same but if you throw a little bit of lemon juice in there and squish it around in the bag they'll stay crisp as crisp as crisp it's what the when you go to any fast food like lemony apples they do a little bit i mean anytime if you've ever had apples from um on a fast food place and the little kids meals, the little packets, that's mm-hmm. exactly what they do. They just put a citrus powder or a, some sort of citric acid so that it, it maintains and stops the oxidation process. That's pretty oh. much, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. So now what else, you know, taco meat, fruits, what else? So the, like my cookies there, yeah. you can, everybody buys the, the pre-made cookie dough. So if you make a huge batch of cookie dough uh-huh. and roll it in cellophane, and the same thing, you have a tube of cookies, take a sharp knife, cut it off, and make three cookies instead of two dozen. Because what happens when you make two dozen cookies? You, you eat, eat two, two dozen, dozen cookies. cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think the entire bowl of cookies is here today instead of three of them pretty for the camera? Because my husband and I will sit there and eat two dozen cookies if given half the chance. Um, like I'll I do said, right. Taco meat. Uh, someone had suggested to me the other day, which I cannot believe I never thought of, is to add just plain old salsa. I make salsa on a regular basis. Uh, bruschetta, all that stuff, I, I make all the time. Hmm. And just to make taco meat and add a couple basic seasonings and throw in salsa instead of using a taco meat packet, which, by the way, the pre-seasoned taco seasoning packets you buy in the store are absolutely loaded with sodium. So that's why they are so easy to make is because it's pretty much just a salt lick with some cumin on your taco meat. <laughs> that's about it. Okay. But you can you can prep that in advance. Um, things like crepes, pancakes, muffins, all of that stuff. These little eggy muffins that I made, same thing. You make them, let them cool completely. You put them in little individual Ziploc baggies or cellophane and, and freeze them. Lasagna, spaghetti, well, I should say spaghetti sauce. Uh, even with meat in it, my bolognese sauce, 
I freeze all of that. So it, it's the sky's the limit. Um, one thing that people were surprised by, which I'm, I really wasn't because I'm a potato freak, is mashed potatoes. They freeze fantastic. So mashed potatoes, uh, squash, acorn squash, sweet potatoes, all of those things, if you make a huge batch, freeze it in Ziploc baggies, and then because I suppose it's just gonna thaw as right. mashed potatoes, right? And then the ice, okay. every you know, because the little ice crystals in the water that freezes in it, it actually helps keep them thinned out when you recook them later. And worst case, you add a little bit of cream to it, and it, it's it's mashed potatoes it's in fine. two seconds. So oh, that's yeah. cool! I didn't even think of that. Well, it takes a half an hour. You know, just the hardest part is twenty minutes to boil water. So if you <laughs> you know if you're looking to save time. If you have something like that that you can throw in the, the freezer and you just take it out, cut open one Ziploc baggie, throw it in a bowl, and now you've got, you know, mashed potatoes to go with your burger or whatever. Heck, for kids, just mashed potatoes and peas. Mashed potatoes and peas. There you go. And, I mean, so, like, if boiling water is this tough. Right. You know, <laughs> this is how you feel about boiling right? water. Right. Surprise. I mean, cooking, everybody's terrified of cooking. Yeah. See that? I can so, throw out my but, back uh, <laughs> But it really isn't that, uh, it, it's, it's not as difficult as it sounds. No, it's, it's not. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you, you actually gave a list here, but you've got, you know, even like lasagna stuffed pe- oh, I, pizza I actually sauce. love stuffed peppers. But, uh, so I make those a lot because my bolognese sauce, which is just a fancy word for saying spaghetti sauce with meat in it and a couple other things, but I make a huge batch of that and, the reason I make such a large batch is because I can save a couple for just sauce. So it's just a package of sauce that I can throw over pasta. Uh, but I make a tray of lasagna, um, a tray or two or three, actually, little trays for me and my husband. And then I take uh, red and green bell peppers and cut them in half. I do have a recipe for taco seasoning, as a matter of fact. Heather! Hey, Heather! Oh, I love Heather! Um, the... My stuffed peppers, because when you cut a pepper in half and then I can stuff all that stuff in there, if you're okay with carbs, you can add some orzo to it or rice to put in your stuffed peppers. If not, just the straight up bolognese. I tend to cut my bolognese with mushrooms. So instead of having the carb laden orzo, which is just pasta, um, or rice, you can have the mushrooms so it gives that that um, pasta type feel without having the carbs of pasta in your stuffed peppers. Oh, see, and for me, when I do, when I do stuff, I don't, I eat, <laughs> you eat I stuffed eat peppers. stuffed peppers. You eat other people's my, peppers. Yeah, my wife makes stuffed peppers. She, she's amazing at that, but you know, she'll do because it's low carb. She'll, it's, it's pretty much like a meatloaf inside a pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's whatever meat she puts together in there that makes it taste so good. And then, so now because you I know, know you a little bit better now that we've talked in, in, um, got to know each other. Yeah. Cutting the cutting them with mushrooms um, helps cut down on that meat in that red sauce, which helps because a lot of put, people have to cut down on uh, red and, sauce and, and meat. And see, I love mushrooms. Mm-hmm. I do. I really like mushrooms. I used to hate them until really? this. I could. I despised them. No fish. No fungus. I didn't. I didn't want. <laughs> I didn't want fish or fungus on anything. And it's the funny thing is, I didn't want fungus because I hated. I hated. Fung- I hated mushrooms. I hated the texture. I hated. Wow. It tasted like dirt. I just hated it. Huh. And fish was because I grew up fishing, even though it was in a crappy lake that probably poisoned half the county. It, uh, we got real fish. You 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 caught it. You skinned it. You skinned it. You well, you, 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 you scaled right scaled it. it. Yeah. 
So, but still, it was fresh fish. There's a big difference between fresh fish and frozen crap that you get being an inlander. Well, see, um, I don't like fish either. I'm right there with you on yeah. fish. I really, if it's fresh, I love it. When my friends go fishing out at the lake or whatever, they come back with fresh caught fish. That's a totally different story. But if it's if it's not, I don't I don't I don't want soggy, gross, smelly fish. It just is off putting. But now that I've switched to to low sodium, I I do I probably cook mushrooms three four times a week. Wow. Yeah, it's I love them. It, it and I learned that a lot of it is in how you cook them. So as long as you cook them right, they're okay. Because see, I even like like the big portobello mushrooms. With my wife will stuff those sometimes. The, right. Well, yeah, I mean, you fill it. I don't know if you call that stuffed, but well, yeah. She fills Same. the caps, great big, mm-hmm. and, but they also make those free phenomenal well just steaks. Yep. Like if if because I you know I have to actually way cut back on the beef, but because uh, I love red meat, I really really mm-hmm. do. But Same. those those mushroom those portobello mushrooms make a good. I mean, I can just sit there and eat one of those, and I'm happy. So another shameless plug for cast iron. You guys will slowly learn that over time. I love my cast iron. Um, if you take a portobello mushroom and get a cast iron screaming hot some butter in it and very quickly it turns into brown butter throw a portobello mushroom in there and it it sears the bottom of that mushroom it it almost tastes like a burger now i've had a mushroom burger Mm -hmm. and it's not meat you're not fooling anybody it's still not not meat but it's it's good good. it's still (laughs) good good. yeah now up here uh heather martz Yes. says, uh, I need a good pizza sauce recipe. I have tried and failed miserably several times. Denise follows that up saying, why do people have issues with red sauce? Maybe you can address that right now. So uh, first question, yes, I do have a fantastic um, toot my own horn, and I've got quite a few people uh, that would support me on that. That I, I do have, that was one of the first things that I created was a pizza sauce. I always say to, to set yourself up to not fail. And, and people tend to take on a mountain, and they set themselves up for failure. So when I started this whole journey, I said, I'm, I'm going to start with one thing. I'm not going to try everything and say I'm going to make everything low sodium right off the bat. I Very plain, very simply, I said, I'm going to start with one thing. And that one thing I picked was pizza sauce. I asked my husband what he wanted that night. He said, let's, let's make pizza. We haven't done that in a while. So I made my own dough, which is not super difficult. And you can also freeze that and make it ahead of time. Um, and the pizza sauce, we tried three or four times, had pizza all week long and I mastered my pizza sauce. It's super easy, freezes well, and it's, it's fantastic. So yes, I do have a pizza sauce for you. Um, why do people have issues with red sauce? So a trick with red sauce is the, when you cook it, if you add the slightest little bit of sugar, whether that be through a balsamic vinegar or balsamic glaze, or just straight up a an eighth of a teaspoon of sugar it cuts the acidity of the tomatoes and it helps cut down on the the gut rot as you would from the that you get from red sauces and that tends to be what upsets people's stomach um, the other thing is a lot of people have a sensitive sensitivity to nightshade vegetables which is tomatoes zucchini stuff like that it's it's just like anything else you have an allergy you have a whatever you have a sensitivity so some people just are sensitive to tomatoes and a lot of people who are sensitive to tomatoes are sensitive to red meat they also are sensitive to the the uric acid that builds up in your blood which is why people get gout so unfortunately sometimes you're just genetically predispositioned to to not 
be a tomato person so you just kind of got to cut back on it or cut it as much as possible with things like mushrooms and then if you cut that um if you add a little bit of the sugar to to help combat the acidity of it it'll ease the gut pain that you have when you eat it Hmm. my husband has that same issue so we i've tweaked my cooking a little bit so because we eat a lot of red sauce so huh that's interesting now heather actually also followed that that up uh with a question here about sodium intake Mm -hmm. and we've got just about uh, two and a half minutes before we need to uh take a quick station break here but uh, does your sodium intake affect your effect your joints 100 percent. how so the whole point of sodium is it 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 attracts water salt attracts water so when you have more water um it it collects in your joints it collects in your bones and it's it creates a pressure in your joints so you get that achy kind of like you know a a door hinge that needs some wd-40 it's the same concept when all that crud builds up in your joints because your blood is not filtering it the way it should your kidneys your liver your you know you or you're just sodium sensitive and it, it builds up so yeah it 100 percent it contributes to the creakiness of me every morning i went out last night and had a dinner with friends well worth it fantastic place i know when i can cheat i know what i can have um and i'm feeling it today <laughs> it took me a few minutes to get out of bed this morning but <laughs> it, it it's you know sometimes you just got to live life you yeah, it, there's one little quote that's a Charlie Brown thing you'll see floating around. It says, um, "The everybody always says you only die once. Well, no. Or no, you only live once. Okay, you only live once. You only live once, so yeah. you might as well. Well, no, you live every day. You only yeah. die once. You only, yeah. And and I love that. So it's, you know, you, you got to have your good meals and your cheat days and your do whatever. You just got to know what, what you can and know where your capabilities are. Yeah, I like that. So on that note, you only die once. You live every day. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a quick break here uh, for 21.6 The Net. And we're going to talk about a couple of folks that actually help us Mm -hmm. keep the lights on and keep the studio open and running and streaming to you. So what we'd like to mention is right over my shoulder here, for those of you watching on Facebook Live, you can see Prime Media. PrimeMediaConsulting.com at 847-752-0018. They're great for SEO, Google Advertising, uh, getting you to the top of Google searches. Fantastic. Natural Therapy Wellness Center. Go to www.McHenryMassage.com. Give them a call, 815-385-8190. A massage can be a great way to pamper yourself and kind of help alleviate that stress you, you feel from day to day, every day. Of course, another place that you can go to kind of help get rid of that pain is Advanced Pain Rehab. AdvancedPainRehab.com. Give them a call, 224-623-1599. Again, that's 224-623-1599. And, of course, mobile accounting. Mobile accounting. You can go to www.mobile.tax. That's M-O-B-I-L-E dot tax. And they are at 224-321-6859. Give Eric Mason a call there. He's known for his gifted numbers abilities there. Uh, A remarkable accountant. And, of course, our good friends at Xtech www.xtech.repair go check them out online xtech actually is our folks that can help with repair on mobile devices you break your screen on your phone or your tablet or 
or uh, need a custom gaming PC build, they can help you out. X-Tech is a wonderful couple of guys. Uh, you know, George George and I actually have uh, a few things in common. We kind of grew up listening to Kiss, the band there. Mm-hmm. So I, I can kind of relate. And Justin's an awesome dude, too. Really knows his stuff. If you need IT done right the first time, go to xtech.repair and check them out. And uh, that actually brings us down to 216thenet. For your daily dose of encouragement, tune in to 216thenet.com. Click Listen Live or check out all the shows that often stream right here live on the Facebook group, 216thenet group and 216thenet page here on Facebook. Or download the app. Go to your favorite app store and download 216thenet. You can listen to us anytime, anywhere. 365 days a year, all 525,600 minutes of every year. And now, actually, we're going to come back and uh, talk a little bit more with Mary Shep and My Low So Life. Mary, what's up next for us? So, a huge thing that I get a lot of questions about is kids. So, first and foremost, uh, I'm going to be honest, I don't have kids. And people criticize me a lot for that. You don't have kids. How can you speak to feeding kids? Blah, blah, blah. This is true. Um, I, I don't have kids. And I don't know the trials and tribulations necessarily of, of, of feeding a picky eater in the home at the time. But I imagine it's common knowledge that kids eat. They do. And I know a lot about food. And I know a lot about the palate and how it affects your palate and all of those different things. And I, I've had... Um, I've had a, a fair amount of experience with children, so it's just because I don't have them doesn't mean I've never touched one. I'm, you know, they're not, they're not my kryptonite or anything like that. I, I love children. Um, I wish that it was in my cards to have children. It just is not. So it is what it is. But that being said, it it can be really difficult as an adult to switch your lifestyle to low sodium, especially since the majority of us. It, it's not an instant, you know, you're not born that way. It's a, you're 40 years old and your heart fails or you're 50 years old and your liver fails or you're 60 and something or whatever, you know, 20, 10, whatever it is. But usually as an adult, it's hard enough to make those decisions on a daily basis. Now tell a kid who's been living on chicken nuggets from any fast food place for their entire life that they can't have salt. That's, that's a big deal. And it's, it's very daunting. I can only imagine, you know, the, the trials and tribulations to be a parent to begin with, let alone now fighting with a, a six-year-old because they want chicken nuggets and you're going, you can't have chicken nuggets because you're going to die. <laughs> I don't want to spend the evening in the hospital again no. because you want, you want to do this. Um, and, and kids tend to be strong, except for, especially ones that are, are sick for whatever reason whether they're really, really sick or just a little bit sick, uh, they're, they're resilient little, little people. Um, they, I think we should give them a little bit more credit than we give ourselves. But that being said, um, the, one of the tips that I always say is, is make a list. And I'm a fan of lists only because it puts things in perspective. So when you write something down, the power of the written word is incredible. Um, we've, I know in our our networking groups and stuff like that, we've talked a lot about affirmation journals and um, gratitude journals and writing things down. And it it really does put things in perspective. So when you make a list of of the things that you eat a lot and the things that you like a lot, when you're honest with it, it makes things easier and you set yourself up to not fail. 
So if you make a list of everything your kids like to eat, they like chicken nuggets, they like french fries, they like pizza, maybe you've got a veggie kid and they like broccoli and peas and carrots and whatever. You know, I, I, my nieces, she was that way for the longest time because that's how my brother-in-law is. I mean, the guy can eat an apple or a tomato like an apple. It's just his nature. So it, you write down what they want and then just about everything can be made in advance when you okay. think about it. So now Heather actually asks a question here. And hey, Ellen, how you doing? Good Hi. to see you again. Uh, oh, yeah. Heather asks, um, what are feelings about organic versus non-organic veggies and fruits? Uh, is it It's hard to afford all organics. Yeah, people seem to slap that word organic on there and just friggin' charge you they do. A, a ridiculous, oh, it's organic. Here's an extra $5. So this is where I'm going to get chastised for my opinions on this, and I really don't care. Um <laughs> If you're eating real food, I don't give a crap. There's like the new craze right now is ugly food, ugly produce. Buy it. I mean, if you garden, your your carrots aren't perfect. Your no. tomatoes aren't perfect. You don't like the part that the bug ate. I cut it off and I eat the tomato. <laughs> like my mm. husband looks at me cockeyed like I'm going to die. But it, <laughs> it, when the whole, the same with GMO and Everything is genetically modified. Everybody on the face of the planet since the beginning of time has picked this plant and that plant over something else to grow it because it grows better in our climate. Or they've merged that plant and this plant so that it grows better in our climate. That's, that's genetically modified. Um, same with organic. The, the, the regulations that go behind what you can call organic and not organic, buy your food and wash it. I mean, if it's if it's got pesticides on it, I'm sorry that we're killing the planet and we're doing everything we can to change that on a daily basis. Um, I try to make my little strides and efforts to do the same, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm in the same boat where I, I can't afford to spend an extra four dollars on some green peppers because someone wrote organic. someone wrote organic on it when I can get the crappy looking whatever that's got a weird dent in the side of it as long as it's still a good vegetable or fruit. Um, and regardless, I'm going to take it home and wash it. Yeah. So whether it's organic or not, I'm, I'm going to take it home and, and clean it up and I'm going to eat it just the same. Meat, on the other hand, um, I don't necessarily care whether it says organic or not. I care where it comes from. So I tend to, lo I, I tend to get a lot of my protein and I will pay more for it uh, through a butcher. Really? Um mostly because i know i know my butcher i can i walk in there they know my name and they treat me well anytime i ask them is you know is there a brine on your pork is there a brine on your chicken where does it come from they can tell me what farm it comes from they can tell me where it came from they can tell me what's in it what's not in it and i i trust them uh, so i know that the animals are treated well in the life that they had before that they they ended up on my plate so I could care less if they tell me that their cows are grass-fed or organic or lived on rice and peas or whatever. The, like, let a cow be a cow and treat it nice and don't beat the crap out of it before you take its life for, for our purposes. Um, so organic, I, I, I could really care less if it's organic. I don't, I don't think that it's necessary. Okay. Food is food. Good food's good food. Eat the real stuff and not the crap. All right. So. so okay. So now in making lists, let's, let's get back on track here with the kids. Uh, you know, we've got uh, lists, uh, chicken fingers, yep. eggs, tacos, pancakes, french fries, 
pasta, pizza, french fries. I'm going to back that truck up a bit. We talked, you love potatoes because there's not actually a lot of salt nope. in potatoes. But we all load fries with salt. But I will tell you this. I was shocked yesterday. My wife actually uh, picked up a, what is that, an air fryer? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is just, it's not going to taste Another the same. Another tool on your calendar, yeah, it's, I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, she did it because she's doing much more low-fat stuff. Right. Um, and they but, are fantastic. Uh, I was surprised. The fries came, I thought, okay, this is, how is air going to mm-hmm. fry something? Yep. They came out crispy. They were not dry. They were good. Yeah. I was surprised. So it's it's funny because that's, that's one of the few kitchen tools that I, I don't quite have yet. Um, only because I'm just procrastinating. I, I, I've got a bread maker. I've got food processors. I've got a KitchenAid mixer. I've got, I've got just about every blender, mixer, stand, concoction, weird cooking contraption thing that you can think of um but i i'm i'm really close to to getting an air fryer mostly for the french fries but i know enough people that have them between fried chicken and french fries and chicken and steaks and you can make anything in an air fryer and she actually did some um she did her own chicken the the they weren't like chicken fingers or strips right. or whatever, but they were like the the pad the breaded and they weren't like breaded breaded. I don't know what she put on them. I actually tried a couple mm-hmm. the the breast the chicken breast the white meat stuff. They were crispy. Yeah, they were super flavorful. They were not wet and greasy, and they were good. Right. I was I was amazed. So and that's the thing like you. The air fryer is fantastic for the kids' stuff because you can make French fries um, and stuff like that. You can come on in, bring some loaf. So it's okay. We're you're, you're we all right. We won't bite. We won't bite. Okay. I love the blue hair. I know, right? So, in fact, if you want, because this is, it, it, do you mind? If, oh, not if, at all. It, Sarah is actually a, a, a sponsor and an advertiser here on Twenty One Six and that for one of our other shows. We're gonna make you come, come on the radio. Come say hi. It, is that okay? Come say hi. No, you don't want to do she's that. She's begging us, no. Okay, she's she's dropping off something right. for a show later today, and and that's okay. I almost want to. I want to do a uh, screenshot of her little face right now because she's she's Wanda's, she's about as, yeah. as red as red can yeah. be, and Wanda's she's trying to sneak out the door. Bakery in Greenwood, Illinois, yeah. uh, and uh, I didn't get you listed when we were talking about uh, our sponsors at the the break here. So, Wanda's Bakery, uh, Master Pastry Chef mm-hmm. Sarah Ferris is friggin' awesome. So uh, now I'll let you run away because you are so embarrassed. I can tell, but you're you're awesome. That's Thank funny. you. All right. I'm I love sorry. Sarah. She's fantastic. Yeah. I love her apple fritters. Oh my god, they're so good. <laughs> so yeah, no. Um, air fryers are great, especially if you have kids, because you you can that you can do panko breaded chicken. You can do, and I I will be posting a bunch of um, different kid friendly recipes uh, on my on my Facebook page where. You know, chicken fingers, the egg muffins that we have here, because kids love that kind of stuff, and they can get involved in it. When you let them get involved in it, it it makes a huge difference. So, and a lot of people know that when you when you let kids um, pick their foods. And a friend of mine, her 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 son just loves baking. He loves to be in the kitchen. He loves experimenting with it. Um, so when you when all they got to do is beat some eggs, and then they get to add. So if you have that stuff prepped. 
and they get to pick what they want to put in there. So if you've got, you know, diced peppers and onions and cheese, and if all they want to put in there is cheese, then fine. They get to whip up some eggs. They get to put the little cheese in, put it in a little muffin tin and throw it in the oven. And you don't need a, you don't need a frying pan. You don't need grease. You don't need anything. You just bake it for 20 minutes. Is that it, what those are over right, there? Right, that's what those are. So it's, you can, I mean, I've got ones there with sun-dried tomatoes and salami. There's some that have onions and garlic. Or like I said, you just put cheese in it and leave it leave it with just cheese. Um, or whatever your kid, olives, pickles, I don't care what your kid, chocolate. But kids are weird. They like the weirdest things. And if they want to put chocolate chips in their eggs, let them put chocolate chips in their eggs and discover that that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> You know, or and maybe of course, they're really they brought, like it. They, they might, and, if they, and then you're going to deal with chocolate eggs for a while. But um, so kids take a while. Anybody takes a while. It takes quite a few times for somebody to try something for their palate to change. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, so with kids, it, it's called exposure. And it's studies have been done that you you need to have like a dozen different exposure points for a kid to accept a food as is something that they like and exposure doesn't mean you have to have a kid try an egg a dozen times for them to like eggs it's a an exposure so do you eat eggs do you have the egg bites do you have you know eggs in something else do you have eggs that you're putting in cookies it's it's all of those exposures that you don't think of when you make something in they're exposed to eggs over and over and over without saying you have to eat this or you have to try this because then it's a negative connotation and it's a negative experience. So what happens when I say, Hey Pete, you have to eat this now. You're going to go, I don't, I don't want to do this. Even as an adult, even as an adult, I'm one of those. If you tell me I absolutely have to do something, my first reaction is, yeah, you know what? I don't think so. Right. Exactly. And everybody's that way. Everybody wants to control their own life from, childhood on up you you want control of your choices so when you control the food that that is in your fridge and in your house and then you give them the the opportunity to choose they now have control so if they're choosing that they want egg bites every day because there's egg bites in your freezer and they don't want vegetables yeah well if you've mixed in red peppers into your egg bites your your kids are getting and that, and that one little tiny egg bite there, people always say, you're supposed to eat a million times a day. We're really not supposed to eat three meals a day. Our stomachs are very tiny. That's why a serving is four ounces. That's why a kid can eat three bites of food and be like, oh, I'm full. And then two hours later, they're full. So is it because you don't want to feed your kid every two hours? Or, you know, you want to just shove eight million pounds of food down their throat. Yeah, and so. it's, it's hard to learn to eat that way. Right. Um, one of the reasons I am shaped the way I am, and, and a lot of it has gone away since the first of the year, but one of the reasons I'm shaped the way I am is because I generally eat once a day. I eat in right. the evening. And I I usually have my coffee Which is in the, the morning. Worst time. And then I'll have coffee for lunch. And then by the time I get home, I'm like, um, I'm starving. I'm ready to go. I want something to eat. And so I get home usually somewhere between five, six, whatever. And there's food in front of my face until I get ready to go upstairs at uh, eight, mm-hmm. nine o'clock. So I'm eating from about, I'm eating for usually about two to three hours. Mm-hmm. Right. You and- know, dinner and everything else that goes along with that. Cause I'm hungry. 
and when you snack yeah. all day long so one of the big my big saving graces um was dark chocolate covered almonds mm. they're low in sugar sounds good they're low in carbs and it it satisfies satisfies a sweet tooth and it gives you healthy fats healthy proteins and it's a nice little snack so i i would always keep um chocolate covered almonds around so that i had something to snack on throughout the day but I found that when I eat little bits all day long, and it's the same with kids, they, they want to eat every couple hours because they're only supposed to eat little tiny bits. Mm -hmm. So when you keep those healthy options um, available for them, so you know even french fries or waffles or pancakes or crepes, especially crepes, because when I freeze those, and my friends that have kids and their kids would come over, they can put whatever they want in it. They smear peanut butter and jelly on it and roll it up, and they have a <laughs> peanut butter and jelly tube, and it's the greatest little snack. And you can control, you know, how good or bad something is for them. And it, it doesn't matter because if they, if they want the same thing all the time, if it's something you made in your fridge, they've got the freedom to choose. So they're happy. They fight less. And, and you, you've got, you know, healthy choices for your kids. And it, it's when you try new stuff, as long as you have one of those options and i go to the egg bites a lot because a lot of kids like those you can put so many different things and especially I'm when you put cheese try and stuff one of those because um they're tasty well they're tasty and you said they're low carb so they are i'm gonna try one of those fairly low i mean it's eggs and salami you know what it's it, yeah and that's low enough for me <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's no fine. there's no flour there's no sugar added yeah um there's none of that stuff so it's it's about as good as you're gonna get but that's i go to those because they I mean kids like those kinds of things and even if it's french fries if they're real potatoes then you know you you can you can let them have real potatoes it's a, still a healthy snack especially if you have an air fryer and it's not laden in grease mm. then if you're going to introduce something else and you say your kid doesn't like peas i had a friend of mine years ago and sadly he's no longer with us mm. um his kids his son uh, Jeremy despised tomatoes. He hated tomatoes. Oh. My husband and I, the whole backside of our garage, we just let this cherry tomato plant grow wild. Hmm. And it, it was just, it, there was no cages, no nothing. It was just 16 feet of cherry tomato plant. Ooh. And every time I walked by, I'd pick off a cherry tomato and brush it off and just throw it in my mouth because there's no pesticides, no nothing. It's my tomatoes. Yeah. Um, and so every time he'd come over, I hate tomatoes. All right, whatever, I didn't ask you to eat them. So, okay. And then his sister, after a while, she's like, I want to try one. Sure, pick one. She's like, these are really good. So she tried them. Her brother, I don't like them. I hate tomatoes. Well, good. I didn't ask you to eat one. <laughs> like, what? I'm not asking. And then one day I, I cooked and I made a pasta salad. My pasta salad's a cold pasta salad, had tomatoes in it. I don't like tomatoes. Then don't eat. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not your servant. I'm not, you're here as a guest in my house. And he threw a fit and went out to his dad his dad came in and said, do you have anything else? And I said, I, Bo, I love you. I really do, but I'm not making six meals for your kid. Like, if he doesn't want to eat what I made, we're here cooking. We're doing whatever. You guys are working in the yard. Your, your kid's not going to starve to death. No. You can feel, and I've known him long enough that I can do that. I know you can't say that to everybody's and their kids, but. Well, these are friends. Right. They're very yeah. good friends. And, and I love his children to this day. I still love his children. I miss him terribly. But um, it. And I told him, I said, you can, you can stop at a fast food place on your way home and feed them. I know he's a good cook, too. Like, you, you can feed them whatever you, you want. You feed your kids. I'm hungry. I made food for you guys. If they want it, they want it. So then he's sitting there watching us all eat, and he's pouting. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
is you can try it. You can pick the tomatoes out. You don't have to eat the tomatoes. I didn't ask you to eat it. You can, if you're yeah. hungry, you're hungry. Eat it. So, of course, he tried it. And then his sister it's like, you should just try a tomato. They're really good. So he's eating around the tomatoes <laughs> and finally tries one. And he wouldn't say nothing. He's too stubborn, sure. like all kids are. And the next time they came over, and, of course, his sister runs out of the truck, runs right around, and grabs a handful of tomatoes and pops three tomatoes in a row. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm going to try one fresh. Maybe I'll like them fresh. As yeah. if they weren't right. fresh in yeah. the pasta right. salad. Right. All I did was yeah. cut them in half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they were. And after that, he was hooked. From then on, every time he came over, he'd eat tomatoes. Wow. And it's all about exposure. If you don't, if you don't make it a bad thing, and so many people, they, they tend to make it a bad thing. And you've got to pick what you value. Yeah. Um, and I know you wanted to talk about that. I do. It, you decide what you put value on. And that happens with everything in life, not just food. So how many parents out there have, have used the eat two more bites and you can have dessert or eat two more bites and you can do this or finish your plate and you can have that. So you've now put value on the after instead of the meal. And you need to you need to put value on the meal or at least not make it um, a bad experience and, and use it as a, a negotiating factor. When you when you give value to the meal that you're having and if you make it as a whole. So when you, you make a meal and you get your kids involved and dessert is part of that meal. So if you make a meal and early in the day you make cookies to go with that meal and, you know, it's the it's just known when you make it known that you get the cookies at the end of the day. It's not an all day thing. It's not mm-hmm. a now thing. You get one to taste and you can get more later after you've eaten throughout the day and eaten real food. Um, when they get to participate in the entire event of all of it and it their choices are their own and they get to pick. And you had, like I said, you, you keep healthy choices in the house. And even not necessarily healthy choices. You can have the the splurges and the things like the chocolate-covered almonds and cookies and stuff like that. Um, But when you don't use it as a bargaining chip and you put value on the meal itself and sitting down and having a meal together, you you find yourself fighting a lot less battles about what you get your kids to eat. So it you don't want to you don't want to put too much weight on the bad and make it a bad experience because especially when you got to change a kid's diet too low sodium or low sugar or you know especially with children with different cancers and things like that there's there's a lot of things that they have to avoid and on top of that they're going through all the other crap that you go through when you have any kind of disease <laughs> like it's not just low sodium there's there's all the other stuff that you you have to go to so you, you add value to the good things and try not to make it too much of a negative negative. and see that's that's tough even for people as an adult and over the past several years, I've been through multiple diet changes because of stupid things my body's decided to do. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, at one point, I could not have any bleached flour. Right. You know how much bleached flour is in stuff that is in flour? Right. It's in everything. And that means, you know, like anything, pretty much anything fried. Because once upon a time, mm-hmm. I ate fried food like crazy. And any kind of bread... Um, I like, I'm not big on wheat bread. Um, I like rye. I, you know, rye I like, girl. like, yeah, like if it's on a Reuben, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm not, and, but I had to get used to that. Uh, I had to mm-hmm. get used to watching anything with artificial sweeteners or high fructose in it. 
I've had to uh, completely cut out any kind of acidic foods and and go to uh, you know kind of like cream of whatever for uh, ulcer stuff and uh, then doing the low carb no carb thing because I got really really fat mm-hmm. while the ulcers were healing. Um, you know, not that I was. It's amazing how not much that I was food skinny before, but you know, <laughs> and I got I got fatter. Um, <laughs> but it's it's tough, and you know again deciding what you give value to it always some of that that you talk about even you know john panette i absolutely love that guy um which you know he's a comedian who died um because he was a big dude but he had a bit about being on a diet and being on uh, the stair climber uh going you know five more minutes i get raviolis and a nap raviolis and a nap raviolis and a nap so again what do you value um, talk a little bit though about taste buds. We we got right about four minutes actually. Can you believe this? Is a, an hour is already gone again. See, I tell everybody asks like, can you talk about? So I can I talk about food all day long. You got yeah. Tell me to shut up. So it, taste buds are evil, evil little creatures. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they really are. Why is that? It, well, you know, as somebody who spent twenty some years as a smoker, um, when I quit, I I hated everything food everything the taste of everything was so unbelievably overpowering and strong because smoking killed everything Mm. i couldn't smell anything i couldn't taste anything and then now all of a sudden i can smell and taste everything and it just was awful it was so awful really um but it takes quite a few times for you to to as even as an adult let alone being a kid to decide whether you like stuff and children their their taste buds and their palate and they themselves are still deciding um, and learning what their palate is all the way up until the age of five or six. So when your kid makes that face that like, it might not necessarily mean that they don't like it. Um, It could, and it probably does, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it, it just means that it's a shocking flavor. It's kind of like the first time, um, actually one of the guys that works for me never in his life has he had a pickle. Oh, I forgot the pickles. I made you pickles. I forgot the pickles. Oh, really? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, well, maybe next time. Um, so he, I, like pickles, I couldn't believe actually. he never had pickles. Who has never had pickles? Or at least tried pickles on a burger on anything. He's yeah. never had a pickle. So I love pickles. And it's coveted in the low-sodium world because pickles are salted. So I made him try a pickle. And he looked like a four-year-old that <laughs> just bleh. <laughs> really? And he's, no. And he's a really picky eater, but granted, he's, you know, 20-some years old now, and he's pretty well set in his stones. Um, but that that's, your your palate takes a while to change. And people in general, not just kids, people have either a bitter or a sweet palate. So that's why some people love broccoli and some people love or hate it. Or, you know, vice versa, vegetables versus meats and proteins. And some, you, you tend to have a sweet or a bitter palate. My husband has a bitter palate. That's why he likes olives and pepperoncinis and spicy food. And I have a sweet palate. Um, so I tend to like the sweeter foods, the sweeter vegetables and fruits and things of that nature. It's just how we are. So it's, it's kind of across the board. You just got to give yourself time and patience, not only for yourself, but your kids. Well, okay that's cool so uh, let's talk about what might be coming up next week we're just about a minute and a half out the hour just flies by 